Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking a big, thick slice of chat, toasting that up in the fire of humour, pouring over the beans of good times and tucking in just beans on toast, podcast of beans on toast. That is the voice of Ed Gamble there. My name is James A. Caster. We own a dream restaurant and we invite a guest in every single week. And we ask them their favourite ever start a main course dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. I mean, what is there left to say about Stanley Tucci? A wonderful actor, a wonderful uh, food broadcaster. He's found a real niche in food as of late, James. I think we're talking global treasure here. Oh, glob treasure. Glob treasure territory here. What an honour. Very exciting. I mean, everyone's talking about Stanley's uh, food shows these days. Yes. It really captured everyone's imagination and reinvigorated people's enthusiasm for food. And that's the sort of person we like to come on the show, James. Yes, we have. We have your comedians who come on here and yeah. they're a bit silly and they, you know, they, they have a laugh. But what we... What we also really enjoy is people who are genuinely enthusiastic about food. Yes. If you haven't seen Inside Man, it is available on iPlayer now, by the way. Highly recommend watching it. Stanley's amazing series. And also the paperback of his book, Taste My Life in Food, is out now. Now, Ed, Hmm. I'm very excited that we've got Stanley Tucci on. But as always, if he says the secret ingredient, an ingredient which we deem to be gross or unacceptable, then we will kick him out of the dream restaurant. We will. And this week, the secret ingredient is dragon soup. Now, this has been suggested by a listener. Apparently, it's an en- energy drink. Yes. Now It's quite sort of alcoholic, 7.5%, very high in caffeine. Yeah. I, I'll put it as a secret ingredient, but and I, I think it sounds horrible. Yeah. But I'd absolutely smash a dragon soup. Sounds like you would smash a dragon soup. It does sound horrible. M- Morgana requested it. Dan Morgan, I think, is the name of the person who suggested it, not okay. Morgana Robinson. Apologies, I thought it was Morgana. No, uh, no, it was Dan. It was Dan Morgan. Um, I would. I mean, at a certain point of an evening, not me. Okay, I was at a wedding this weekend. I think, come eleven o'clock in a, at a wedding, I'd neck a dragon soup, you know or what? or an espresso, espresso martini is a posh dragon soup, right? Is it? I had my first ever espresso martini recently. Well, that's bad news. I'd never had one before. Luckily, the person who made it for me gave it to me and went, "Oh, I forgot the." The sugar syrup, or it's like some sugary ingredients meant to go in there. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, I forgot that. So I had it, and it was nice, Yeah, but I didn't go completely loopy right. and go, this is all I'm going to drink from now on. So yeah. I, I think I had a narrow escape. 
I'll make you an espresso martini one day. Oh. Next time you come over. I don't know. You've you got to come over, man. Yeah, I should come over. But, you know, <laughs> I think, by the sound of things, you're going to be high on dragon soup when I get over I'll there. be smashing on a dragon soup, baby. Drinking all the dragon soups. Morgana furious with you. I would be surprised if uh, if Stanley Tucci picks a dragon soup. Yeah. I would if he surprised. does, I mean, that that's, that's going to be... That's moment of the year at the British Podcast Awards. Yeah. Very exciting episode. Uh, looking forward to chatting to Stanley. You know what? I've got a lot of people in my family who are big fans of Stanley. They're going to be very jealous that I'm doing this. And uh, I might buy all my family taste my life in food for Christmas this year. Is it fair to say that your, your fam are fans of Stan? Stan fan, fa, fa, you got Stan fans in your fam. St- Stan, st- uh, Stan stands. Stan stands, yes. Got stand stands in my fam. In your fam fams. <laughs> Look, we've all got stand stands in our fam fams. Yep. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it to hear Ed Ed sort it out. Ed sort it out for me. <laughs> it's the last episode of the series, James. Last episode of series eight. What a series it's been. What a series it's been. Twists and turns. So many wonderful guests. Thank you to all the guests who have come on the podcast this series. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to this series as well. Never thought we'd do eight series. No, uh, yeah, I did. Um, also, of course, big big thanks to everyone at Plosive, um, yeah. the great Benito, Naomi, Alice, and Toast. Yes, the, the full team. team. The dream team. One of them just runs around the office all day, distracting everyone and wiggling their bum around. But then when he hits record, he really calms down. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Saw it coming a mile off the postline, but still funny. Still funny. Really yeah, good. it was a mile off. It was a mile off. It was off. a mile off, but what a b- wonderful mile. I, I, I enjoyed that mile. Worth it. This is the off-menu menu of Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Welcome, Stanley, to the Dream Restaurant. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, Stanley Tucci, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Here we are. The genie's here, ready to ready to take your order, Stanley. Okay. You very impressed by the genie? You very. seem you seem completely unfazed by the presence oh. of a genie. No, it's just because I have a little cold. That's all. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. I'm just a little. Yeah. You, you've seen magical things in films. The genie's not gonna. Yeah. Know, no. A genie on a podcast isn't gonna. No. It, you've been in the MCU. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing really visual here. Just, yeah. It's sound. Just sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sound. That's how we would describe to people who don't know what podcasts are. That's yeah. what I say to them. Yeah. Just, just sound. sound. Just sound. Yeah. Just sound. No visuals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also um, love the idea of you seeing a genie in real life uh, and uh, the genie going, are you okay? You don't seem... Anyway, sorry, I have a little yeah, cold. I'm, yeah. I'm under the weather. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry. Get, get back in the bottle. <laughs> Has there been a film that you've done where, uh, you know, you do some, you know, CGI, so you do acting with a tennis ball or whatever, and then you see it on the screen. What's the most amazing one where you've gone, whoa, that looks like... I think those Transformer movies are, yeah. you know... They're incredible. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what's happening. It's all happening so fast. And they're think guys with tennis balls, you know, yeah. on, you know, big sticks. And you go, look over there, look over there, look over there. Be afraid, be afraid. Be angry, be angry. Be sad, be sad. Run, run, run. You know? <laughs> I never quite know what I'm doing, but, you know, I just do what they say. Has there ever been one where you've watched it back and gone, oh, no. What, what did they put there? That is. I can't believe they made me run away from that thing. It looks 
No, they were all pretty. No, they were all pretty impressive. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because somebody like Michael Bay, he has those images in his mind. He's been yeah, making those movies forever. Yeah. They they are pretty impressive when you just think about it. And a lot of people, he does it so quickly. A lot of people, it'll, it'll be quite a laborious process, you know. But he's like, oh, I got just do it like this. Put it in there. Do that. Do that. Don't worry about it. I'll put it in later. Everything is. I'll put it in later. The whole thing. Yeah. He'll put, he, he put us in later, probably, yeah. you know? That'll happen someday. Yeah. <laughs> the whole filmmaking process is just three tennis balls all pointed towards well, each other. eventually, that's yeah. what it will be. <laughs> the, the only guys working are going to be the tennis ball guys. Yeah. The ones holding the sticks. Yeah, that's what Roger Federer is going to do now. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to What's yeah. the ABBA thing that they... Yeah, they've got holograms. They've got holograms in yeah the venue in Stratford. Yeah, so they just God knows how much money they're all making every night, and they're not even there. Yeah, I want that job. Yeah, yeah. But they had to build the venue especially for it. Yeah, really as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's a. I I was meant to go to that. I had tickets to go, but it was uh, the day of the Queen's funeral. Oh, so so you had to go to that instead. Yeah. Yeah, now, and not yeah. a lot of people know this, but that was a hologram too. Yeah, that, what, the, yeah for the, the her queen. entire career. Yeah, yeah her whole career. Yeah. She was never. It was we had a hologram. She's been dead for years, hasn't she? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. been a long time. Yeah, yeah. it's all been a, a hologram. very long time, and we've been we've been duped by a hologram. Normally, at the start of the podcast, we'd ask if someone is a foodie or not, but we already know that with you that you're a big time foodie. Yeah. When did that start? Your love affair with food. I think from birth, you know, my family, both sides, very just in love with food. And the way food was treated in our house was, you know, it's a very precious thing. And, and that's something that is part of the Italian culture and heritage. My mom was an amazing cook. She's still alive at 86. My dad is 92. You don't get to live that long without a really good diet. And it's great food. So it was, it always meant a great deal to me. But as I got older, I realized that it was kind of everything for me. And it always found its way just somehow into into my life and, and then eventually into my work. And, like, how long were you thinking about, uh, like, when you're, you know, acting for years, was there always a part of you thinking, I want to do, like, a food show, or I want to do, like, you know, something that maybe people wouldn't expect from me, the way I do, I do, like, a food travel show? or Well, yeah, I mean, I had the idea that, you know, the CNN series that we're doing, right, mm-hmm. Searching for Italy, and... I had the idea about 15 years ago or so, but I had already sort of entered into the food world, having made this movie Big Night, which was 27 years ago. It sort of ushered me into the into the food world, and I got to know chefs, and I would, you know, go on cooking shows or whatever. And I loved that, and I thought, well, I really, really want to do something that nobody has done before with Italy. Not just be in a studio and cook recipes from different regions, but to really break those regions down and while you're there in them and create... The original idea was to you'd be creating like a dinner party. Each episode would be one. You'd situate yourself into in a place, me and like a chef, and then we would go out and go shopping. We had them wake up, have a cup of coffee. It would be like a documentary, like a, like mm. almost like fly on the wall sort of thing. And then we'd have a cup of coffee, go over the menu, we'd go our separate ways, and we'd get all the whatever you needed for the thing, and come back. And I would be the conduit for the audience because the chef would be the one, and then I would just sort of help him or whatever, and then we'd throw a dinner party, and we'd have people arrive and blah, blah, blah. That was sort of, but we do it in every region. It's it's an idea that could work one day, but anyway, we decided on this format for, for the show. That was the most incredibly long, boring, 
not boring at all. No, no, not at all. I would love to see that show. I would love to see uh, yeah. the, the, the dinner party in different regions and uh, you, you and a chef. I it's think that's, it's uh, tempting. I think everyone yeah. listening to that is just going to go, yeah. okay, cool, I'm looking forward to when, yeah. that, <laughs> when, when that's a real show. I want to do one maybe in the future where I'm just in my house and people come over, we go shopping, yeah. we talk about whatever, and we cook and we eat. That's all I want from a food show. Yeah, yeah, people love that with food shows as well because it's about comfort a lot of the time, isn't it? So you want to yeah. you want to feel like you're at someone's house. You want to feel like you're part of a part of a social gathering. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. It's I mean, and that's what one of the the main reasons from why I love it is because it's about communing with people. It's about sharing with people and getting to know people. And you know, you have wine, you have whatever, and everybody gets a little relaxed, and and that's the way it should be. Yeah, I remember seeing you on uh, I think Saturday Kitchen. Making a cocktail, whiskey cocktail. Yeah, just yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and talking about your dad would always like. Yeah. If if anyone went round, they'd always have. Always. Uh, he'd say, "Can I? What can I get you to drink?" Yeah. What can I get you to drink? Yeah. As soon as they, you know, they have dinner parties on a Friday night, Saturday night, or something. No, it was just so cool. You know, and everybody got dressed up. And, yeah. You know, not like nowadays, where people show up in like in their fucking underwear. <laughs> you know. You're just like, really? You didn't want to put a pair of pants on? <laughs> you know. No, I like that. I like it when yeah, people put a. Bit of effort in, and yeah. then cocktail, cocktails on arrival. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love that. I, I was talking to a friend the other day who um, he said the most dangerous skill he learned was how to make good cocktails because now it's just like, yeah, it's like you it's, do. It's I know. I, I went to somebody's birthday party the other night, and like the friends through the school, through the kids, you know, really nice couple. And I walked in, and her parents were there, and other people were there, and her mother says, "So I hear that you make a very." mean cocktail. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know. She goes, I go, well, I'll make you one. What do you want? She, she said, have a Negroni. And of course, they didn't have anything for a Negroni. So I went, I can't make you a Negroni. Um, do you want a martini? Yes, I'd love a martini. And suddenly there were orders for seven martinis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. so I spent the first, you know, 40 minutes just making, you know. Working. I mean, it is I was like, this isn't, it's not my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't invite you over, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you walk into someone else's house, they go, here's what you can get me yeah, to right, do. Yeah, right, yeah, right. like, I wanted to sit down and somebody give me a drink. You know? It's so funny that that she asked for a Negroni, <laughs> but she knows what she has in her own they house. Didn't have yeah. it, yeah, I'll have yeah. a Negroni, yeah. please, yeah. Dad. <laughs> you have none of those things. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. well, you won't be getting a tip with that attitude. <laughs> Yeah, I went through uh, I went through making martinis at home during lockdown phase, which oh, yeah. I had to end quite quickly because that was <laughs> yes. sitting in front of the TV with a martini and a proper glass. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. No. no, it's meant to be. It's sort of sad almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. hugely sad. Yeah. 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 If you have a book, yeah, it's different. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 why? A book, yeah, that's way better. It's the same with anything, though, I think. A book makes everything feel slightly more. If you're yeah. drinking a glass of red wine alone, if you're reading a book. Even if you just fine. keep reading the same page over and over. Yeah, yeah. Which inevitably happens. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, the one attempt I had at making a cocktail in lockdown was when... Uh, I feel I've talked about some of this on the podcast before, but when uh, someone sent me a load of alcohol-free beer, it was unwanted, I didn't want it. So I started yeah. adding whiskey to it, and it tasted really delicious. Mm. And uh, then I started adding, I, I like chucking a, a bit of lime juice in there as well. Mm. And I was like, this is such a great cocktail. I'm going to make it in a cocktail shaker. So I did that, and obviously it's beer. So as soon as I shook it, the whole thing exploded. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it just all over me, because I didn't even think that far ahead. You just like two shakes and then boom. You yeah. didn't think didn't that think it was that. effervescent? Nope. Yeah. 
That, oh, I mean, wow. That's yeah. sadder than the martini thing, right? But <laughs> that's sadder than the martini thing. First of all, adding alcohol yeah, yeah. to alcohol-free <laughs> beer is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did it really taste good, though? It tasted great, because as soon as you add the... Uh, it just tastes like a normal Boilermaker. Oh, yeah, right. As soon as you added it, because, like, obviously alcohol-free beer... You get that aftertaste. It's like, oh, no, this isn't weird. Beer. I know. But as soon as you add alcohol to it, problem yeah. solved. Turns out that was the so issue with like, it all along. Yeah. 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 So it was like, I called it a boiler faker, the cocktail, because <laughs> uh, it was alcohol free beer. That's funny. <laughs> we, 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 with the, and that was delicious. And then yeah. later on, uh, Guinness sent us um, some alcohol free Guinnesses. Oh. And I added um, Prosecco to that and made a, 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 a black velveteen. And that was delicious. Ooh. Yeah. I like to I try had, that. I had a black velvet the other night. Yeah. Is that really a drink? Yeah. Black velvet is a drink. Yeah, yeah the yeah. black velvet, Guinness and champagne. Oh, is I didn't normal. know that. And Ooh. I went to Rules the other yeah. night, okay. and they serve it in pewter tankards, and it's ice cold in a pewter tankard. Yeah. Guinness and champagne. It's fantastic. That's the only place I've had it as well. Yeah, and I had it because I copied Clang David Mitchell. Yeah, so he ordered one, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to copy him because that yeah. sounds great." <laughs> Never had it before, and it was it of was. Of course, delicious. he went to Rules with David Mitchell. Yeah, of course. You wanted David Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and Victoria. And uh, yeah, just copied the drinks order. Loved it. And then in lockdown, when I got the alcohol-free Guinness, I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing with this. Black yeah. Velveteen. <laughs> I them. do love Guinness. I was talking oh, yeah. about it the other day with my son. He's six. No. Um, <laughs> uh, my, my older son, who's um, 22, and we were talking about Guinness and how much we love Guinness and how, like, he said, you got to go to the right place, you know, the certain pubs where... They can't pull a pint, you know. He's American, but he's lived here for a long time, yeah. so he talks like that. <laughs> and he said, there's this one place, there's this one bar, I can't remember, in London someplace, he goes, they pour the best Guinness ever. Wow. And I wasn't aware of that, yeah. that, that it changes, if it sits too long in the yeah. right in the thing, that it, it, it changes the enzymes or something. Like, I don't know what it is. I think, there's, I think there's so many variables, and it's like yeah. how clean they're keeping the lines and all of that, right. and then how, you, how they're pouring it. And right. Even the people are specific about the glass. It has to be like the old school Guinness glass, the one that went like this. Yeah, like that, but yeah. not the one with like the. There's like some that have got like a recessed glass harp in them. Not that. Oh. Not that. Don't go near that. And then the way the stuff they wash the glass with as well, because what people want is for the foam to stick to the side of the glass on the way down. And if you wash them too, almost too thoroughly, it's just a clean glass all the way down. Oh, so you want it kind of a dirty. Glass, kind of a, a dirty bit. glass, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I this is I another rabbit that. hole I've gone down. Um, yeah. I, I I watch quite a lot of Guinness YouTube videos. You wow. do, didn't you? Yes. Really? Yeah. I learned new things about him every year. Wow. The Guinness Guru. Shout out to the Guinness Guru, who goes around different pubs testing the Guinness. Yeah. Is, yeah. Has he found? You, you're going to go on and that? discover it's your son. <laughs> <laughs> your son is the Guinness Guru. <laughs> I mean, I think all of the best places are are in Ireland. So yeah, 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 yeah You've yeah. got to, you've got to get that over there really for the best Guinness. I remember going to the Guinness factory. Yeah. It was always weird they called it a factory. But, you know, <laughs> in Dublin, this is a long, long time ago, it was so much fun. Like the tour, like the weird tour they give you and everything. But then you go down and you give your chits in, right, your little, and you get two half pints yeah. of Guinness, right? They don't give you a big one. They give you two <laughs> small ones. I was like, uh, why? It was, to this day, I was like, that's like a, that's a seven-course meal. I mean, that's like in, in a glass. I mean, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. It's it tasted amazing very stuff. different than other Guinness. Yeah. Well, I was in Belfast last. It was to do Mastermind. And uh, there was a pub that everyone said, you've got to go there and get uh, a Guinness. Crown? Yes. Yeah. And everyone's like, you've got to go there. And me and Phil Wang, I, got, I managed to convince Phil Wang to come out for um, a seafood chowder with me. 
but he refused to stay out and have a Guinness because he wanted to go and revise for Mastermind because he was an absolute <laughs> dweeb. Oh, no. That's yeah. not good. It's bad stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. awful. And he won, but at, at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> um, your paperback, Taste My Life in Food, is out now. So that means, like, the hardback's already been a roaring success. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it did really, really well. Just got a nice royalty check. <laughs> Guinness on me. Um, yeah. Uh, what's the book about for people who um, who don't know? It, it's just basically my life through food, which is the, the title or sort of subtitle of the of the book, and it and it's from my childhood and then up to today, and how food has influenced my life, and and my work. And the fact that I realized, having been diagnosed with cancer about five years ago, um, throat cancer, that and when you can't eat, when you can't drink, you can't do anything, that I thought, well, I don't really want to live anymore if I can't do those things. Luckily, I can do those things now. But it, it was really devastating. And so that experience was sort of a key element for me in writing the book because... Everything led up to that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like food on movie sets or food when you're traveling, stories about my family and all that sort of stuff. But everything is seen through the prism of food. And there were some people who read the book and said, oh, we want more Hollywood gossip or we want more film stuff. It's like, did you see the title of the book? <laughs> you know, it's like, what? You know, what you, gossip about what? So-and-so was a whatever on set. You're like, oh, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Only if it's connected to food, though, right? You could, no, you could, you could give a little bit of gossip, you I like, could. around could. the craft service table. Yes, yeah. yes, which is usually pretty awful. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can't really imagine anyone coming out with, like, yeah, an actor or celebrity could have a, a book that's like my life in gossip. Yeah, right, yeah, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> just ridiculous. It's really sad. Yeah, but it's like it, you know, when, like when you go on a press junket, there's a story in there about Meryl Streep and I eating lunch with other cast members, and and you know, we were in France and we ordered an Andriette. Do you know what that is? No. Do you know what it is? It looked like he did know. Yeah, it's like a sausage, but with. Horrid stuff in it, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we didn't know that. <laughs> so we ordered this thing, and we thought, we thought, oh, we love Andre sausage. Andre sausage is in the South, in America. You get Andre sausage, like New Orleans. It's really delicious. Great. We thought, great. So Andriette must be a smaller version of an Andre sausage. Everyone would assume that, surely. Everyone, yes. Yeah. Anyone who yeah. yeah, has any kind of something. And so they bring this thing, and basically it looks like a horse cock. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is that? What is that? And I look at Meryl and I go, wasn't, wasn't, that was not what I expected. She goes, no, no, no. We had all ordered it. We were like, okay, well, give it a try. We're thinking we're so worldly. Like, yeah. oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. Can cut it, put it in your mouth. Literally, it didn't even get past <laughs> my uvula. <laughs> and I spat it out. I was so I was like, <laughs> which sounded that Me sounds really French. The way yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all I was saying was, <laughs> I was, uh, it was so awful, and I was like, oh God, what is that? That that's just tastes like you know shit. <laughs> and Meryl goes, yes, well, it does have a bit of the barnyard, <laughs> and it was just awful, and we just couldn't eat it, and felt so bad because the 
people were so nice in the restaurant, which yeah. is unusual for France. <laughs> and the guy came over and he said, are you enjoying it, brother? You know, and we were like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you like the Andouillette? I was like, yeah, no, it's really good. It's just different from other Andouillettes we've had. So, you know, and he goes... Would you like something else? Yes. Can we have, <laughs> can we have four omelets? But you know, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that yeah. is, that happens multiple times a day. Where I'm sure. Or, yeah, I'm sure. And it, some people, but it's prized by some people yeah. in that region, and I think Lyon too, or something. You know, it's like it's like this thing. They're devoted to it. But they're probably very proud of the fact that other people don't like it as well, right? Yes. It's well, I wrote in the book, I said, it's the reasons the Germans left Normandy. Because we were in Normandy. I said, it wasn't the Allies' invasion. It was the fucking Andouillette. Yeah. You know, drove them that, away. You know. That episode of Band of Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's fucking good. It's part of my you got to get out of here. It's got the body This out. is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Literally awful. Yeah. <laughs> We always start with still or sparkling water for your dream meal. Do you have a preference? I do like sparkling. I can't drink it as much as I used to simply because of the cancer stuff. Mm -hmm. But now I can drink it for the most part. But sparkling, let's say. Yeah, yeah. sparkling would be the, the, the go-to. How sparkling are you wanting it? When you, when, when you get a glass of sparkling yeah. water, do you want it to be jumping, no. fizzy as possible? Do no. you want it nice and mellow? Mellow. Yeah. Mellow. Sort of settle your stomach. and you Yeah. Know. Some um, of them are too bubbly. Ah, but this is yeah, a they stomach. Are. There are two bubbles. It's not not pleasant. Yeah, when you see then the you bubbles, get gas and it's when you like, see them leaping off the top. When you see the bubbles leaping around like yeah. fleas on the top, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah like little fleas, like little fleas, fleas dancing around. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like little fleas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the first person who said a stomach settler. A lot of people, when they come on the pod and they and they talk about sparkling water, they focus on how it feels in the mouth, the bubbles in the mouth. No one has ever really said about the actual benefits of it settling the stomach. It does, supposedly. That's what it That's what it does. It, and that's why so much of the world drinks it. See, it's taken a lot of episodes to get yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah, it has. But we finally got here. We can, a lot finally, of episodes we can like, finally quit the pod. So many people have come on who choose still water and yeah. go, why would people ever yeah. drink sparkling water? They hate it. They think it's just a thing to look fancy. That's what a lot of people say is they pick sparkling water because it's like a fancy version of water. No. No. <laughs> just, no. Just, no, it, it's no. good. It helps you digest and everything. Yeah. It has yeah. minerals in it. And, you know. I well, mean, they used to drink. I mean, a lot is still in Italy, you know, in certain countries. Still, the, a lot of that sparkling water is like sulfurous yeah. water. You know, I remember like even in like a gym in a hotel in Italy years and years ago, I had like a big water cooler and I was like oh, working out and you're like, oh, I'm so thirsty. And it was like, Sulfur water. It's like, oh, fuck, what is that? You know, it's just... Was it sparkling water in there? Yeah, yeah, it was sparkling, sulfury water. And I was like, wow. who would do that? You know, but it's really good. The thing is, it's really good for you. Yeah. You know. Everyone burping in the gym? Was there a lot of yeah, burping going burping on? and farting. Eggy, but the, eggy burps. The water smelled like farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old fart water. Fart water. <laughs> would you have, for your dream meal, you you don't want the fart water? No, I don't want fart water. No, no, you would like... You take a bath in it. That's oh. good for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like and you sulfur can fart springs. In the and no one would know. No one would know. Yeah. Not <laughs> even you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I fart? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's me and what's not. Yeah, what the it's surrounded by eggy bubbles already. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I began and, <laughs> and the water ends. Yeah. 
So is there, is there a particular brand of water that you would go for if you're... Well, now... yeah, I have a deal with San Pellegrino, so there you, you go. Do? Yes, yes. Oh, let's, let's get into the deal with the San Pellegrino. <laughs> no, I really do. I really do love it. They asked me to, you know, be their sort of ambassador and a couple of years ago, and I was like, yeah, are you kidding? I love it. Great. It's great stuff, yeah. What does it entail? Do, do you have duties as the ambassador for San Pellegrino? I do. Yeah. I do. I um, I just drink it yeah. <laughs> on camera, yeah. and then they give me money. You know, yeah. no, they um, yeah, you're just sort of doing pr promotional stuff. It's mostly sort of all on the internet, and um, but it's it's actually really fun to shoot it. We shot up where they where they bottle the water oh, right. um, about a year and a half ago. We filmed there, and I'm going to film some stuff this week here. You know, there's just ads for it and stuff that'll come up. You know, on your on your yeah. browser or whatever that is. You know what I mean? So, but it's actually really, it's really fun, and it's a it's a product. It's like that's so easy to to go. I really like this. Yeah, I actually do really like it. Yeah, but well, hugely classy that you didn't bring up the deal until we really backed you into a corner about oh, yeah. it as well. Did bring up why the deal until no, we backed no, you into I, the yeah, corner about it. I we could have done yeah. it straight away. We yeah. could have said still sparkling water. And yeah, San Pellegrino. <laughs> you, you yeah. Gone. yeah. When my thirst needs quenching, <laughs> I need for a glass of San Pellegrino. It could have it could have been straight away. Yeah. We don't have a deal with any water companies yet, do we? No. Not yet. Which is no. like you'd think, yo, still a sparkling. We we say it every episode. Lots of British water companies. Yeah. Good, good spring water. Oh, do you think yeah. I hate Harrogate Spring Water though? Yeah, this has oh, come up before. Yeah. He has a real thing against the Harrogate why? Spring. Why? What is it? Why? It t to me, it tastes like they filled it up from the tap. And oh, yeah, but that and doesn't so go down well if you tell people of Harrogate that. Yeah, yeah, they're very right. proud of their Can't water. Imagine. Yeah, it's a lot of things I don't like. They don't like it if you slug off tea rooms in Harrogate either. So don't do that. Their tea rooms are objectively nice. But if you do stand-up comedy there and for your own amusement, you tell them that the tea rooms are shit. They really don't like it. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're using their I, water. I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to blame but myself for yeah. my bad gigs. This is, this is James's entire stand-up comedy career is uh, saying things on stage that are deliberately anger the audience. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, but just, just petty things. Yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah. actual upsetting things. Yeah, go yeah. to Sheffield. I know yeah. they like Henderson's relish, so I go on and say Hendo's is shit. Yeah. And then they, yeah. Then they react like I'm just like committed a crime yeah <laughs> this is it's, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun i want to know more about where it's bottled before we uh could continue on please if, if we if, if i may is it in in is it, is it italy it's in italy yeah, yeah like yeah. around um uh bergamo so this is like northern, northern italy and did you get to like go through the whole factory no i didn't really get to go through the factory i was really sad we were just up in the in that town uh -huh. um no, we we I didn't get to go in the factory. It's not like the Guinness, it's not like the Guinness factory. No, no, no. But they give you give you the little tokens at the end. You have two tiny, two little ones. tiny glasses. Of, yeah. <laughs> two half pints. Yeah, yeah. Of San Pellegrino. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's a seven course meal. <laughs> Pop it up, bread. Pop it up, bread. Stanley Tucci. Pop it up, bread. Did you? I'm sorry. Pop it up, bread. Bread. I do like a papa down. Yeah, I actually love them, but. Bread, I think, is more versatile. Sure, yeah. With Indian food, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Delicious. Is yeah. there any specific type of bread that is your go-to or the best bread you've ever had? See, it's really weird because in Italy, you don't necessarily have great bread. I mean, particularly up north, you have, like, there's no salt in it, mm -hmm. mostly, in Umbria and in Tuscany. Um, you'll get better bread the farther south you go. But then it also starts to become a little sweeter. Right. So it's it's kind of odd. The best bread is probably like the bread that people bake at home. <laughs> you know, like the bread my grandmother would make or my mom would make. It's just like incredible. Because I think from like a 
the Italian food that makes it to the UK, like what everyone would describe as Italian food, the mm. bread feels like quite an important part of that because people would always be yeah. able to say focaccia or yeah. ciabatta or, yeah. or dough or yeah. Yeah. Pizza Express dough Pizza Express dough balls, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, my kids love that, yeah. <laughs> it's good um, stuff. Yeah. But no, you're right. Focaccia, focaccia, that's where, yeah, there are so many different iterations of it, right? So focaccia, yes. Ciabatta, yeah. I think ciabatta is a relatively new thing. Mm. I don't think that's like an old Right, thing. interesting. I mean, like a real just simple country bread is what you want. But personally, I mean, when you're in France, the, it just eclipses everything. Mm. Yeah. France and Germany. Germany are the biggest bread eaters in the world. You don't hear a lot yeah. about the German breads, though. No, there's a huge number of pretzels. variety of bread. That's what I would think. If pretzels. someone says German bread to me, I just think of a pretzel immediately. In the book, I wrote about the shooting in Germany, and they would serve this bre- you know, breakfast in the morning. The most incredible breakfast I'd ever seen. It was huge. Just all different kinds of meats and cheeses and 18,000 different kinds of bread. Wow. Like amazing breads. A lot of sort of dark, like dark yeah, rye breads. Dark, dark yeah, dark rye, yeah. pumpernickels, you know, black bread, all That's that good sort. stuff. And then beautiful white rolls. Oh. How do you deal with that at breakfast, though? Because, like, I would just go crazy if it's, like, meats and cheeses and breads. Next yeah. thing you know, I've had eight lunches, and it's yeah, not even lunch yet. You kind of have to be careful. Because, you know, because then you got to go film all yeah. day. So, yeah. yeah. But, like, filming here on one movie, like, I wrote, I wrote about it, that there was a really good caterer, and they would do a, again, like a huge breakfast with sausages and eggs and all that sort of stuff. And I had never had, like, a... Sausage and egg bap. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Man, I was like, (laughs) I literally, I thought, it was a long shoot. It was a five-month shoot. Yeah. And by, like, the sixth week, I was like, I've got, I'm going to have a stroke (laughs) by the time I finish this movie. I mean, it's like, I can't do this every day. It was so delicious. Was it 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 a sausage and egg bap every morning? Yeah. Every morning. And I thought... I'm not going to do it today. It was literally yeah. like yeah. that. It yeah. was like, I'm not going to drink before 12. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to... Like you'd work out, you know, in the morning before yeah. you go to work. Yeah. So you're all sort of like starving and everything. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'll just have like egg whites or something. And then you're like, just give me the sausage bat <laughs> egg thing. Please. Or a gov, you know, and you're like... Yeah. Oh, it is mad though, isn't it? Like, especially with, with English breakfasts, you just think, how is this breakfast? Because mm-hmm. this just ruins a day, some of those yeah. breakfasts. Yeah. But it's obviously like it comes from a tradition where people were eating that and then doing heavy manual labor yes, for the rest exactly. of the day. Exactly. But now that's massively changed. Like mo- like most no. people aren't working They're doing all day what like we're that. doing right now, but sitting yeah, down. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the breakfast, that's yeah. the same. That's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it tastes nice. Yeah, and then like hash browns with yeah. it or something. That's like, how do you stop? How do you not eat it? Yeah. Now, I've had the experience of going to America, ordering hash browns and discovering they're different totally to different. here. Yeah, unless you go to McDonald's. Yeah. You're right, and then they're uh, like more, like they're a crispy yeah. thing in a little shape. Sort of encased, yeah. like, yeah, a bit yeah. more, yeah. But, yeah, hash browns in America is potatoes chopped up with peppers and yeah. onions. So I, I think I still, I would say that I prefer hash browns here, but maybe it's because I grew up here. What's your favorite hash browns of the two? The, the ones here. The ones here. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. You know, they're like, a, um, like a, you can make them. Like, as a chef I knew who taught me how to make them. Mm. And the key thing is, like, you take, you grate the, the potato and you grate some onion. And then you squeeze all the water mm. out of it. Like, you let it, you salt it and let it just, and then squeeze it, squeeze it so there's no water left. Then 
cook it in a pan with clarified butter, not regular butter, because it'll burn. And you just cook it in clarified butter slowly, and it gets that beautiful, crunchy, crispy. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. My son goes, he goes completely crazy for him. I made it for him on his birthday. I'm picturing him there with just like hash browns and Guinness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he knows it's his best birthday. There's a life. diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to your menu proper, yeah. I feel like we need to get more specific with the bread because there is a bunch mm. of different breads your grandmother makes, your mother, yeah. the bread in France, bread in Germany, yeah. at, at the big breakfast. For your dream meal, is there a specific bread from one of those that you would want to start the meal off? I think probably like a really, really good focaccia or schiacciata, which is what they make in Florence. Yeah. How is that different to focaccia as we might know? Focaccia it? here is a little bit fluffier, mm -hmm. right? which to me doesn't really work. In, in, in Florence, they have a, it's a focaccia, but it's really called a schiacciata, and it's thinner, and it's pressed down mm -hmm. quite a bit. But also in Liguria, they have a focaccia that is similar to that with lots of salt. You know, they all have lots of salt and oil, yeah. and it's just like the greatest thing. Well, I mean, you it's like just that. Yeah. That's why you don't really need anything else. Yeah. So you don't even need the oil around. You can just have it, have it as that. Just, the, just the, the bread with olive oil and tons of salt. Because like if, it, if it's thinner as well, the oil is distributed more evenly. Yeah, 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 I think so. And it, and it, it just has that nice crunch to it. Great, yeah. great start. Amazing choice. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. 
Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So your dream starter... It's a hard one. I almost just want to say oysters. Yeah. Like really, really good oysters. Yeah. But kind of oysters like with nothing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like a couple oysters Rockefeller. Yeah. Which I only recently had. I hadn't had them for a long time. And they were really good. Yeah. Because oysters are just, they kind of give you energy. They give you like life, you know. And they don't. Spoil the main meal. No, like exactly. You, you, they don't they're just getting the mouth ready. Yeah. And, yeah. I went to a restaurant recently in Stockholm. Oh, wow. And I won't name it because I'm about to slag it off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it'd be pretty easy to figure it out based on what I'm about to say. But the whole thing was... Oh, you've, yeah, this this is... Mad. We're not adding anything to anything. So it's like we're just giving you it like one ingredient dishes and all this. And me and my friend were quite excited about this. So on the menu, it's like we knew, we knew that there was... Uh, the menu changes a lot, but there's like... Dishes that are just one ingredient, dishes that are two ingredients, and dishes that are three ingredients. And you're, and you're like, right, so this is going to be a place where we're assuming they get the best produce, so they just show you how good something can taste yeah. if you just, like, if you, uh, you know, cultivate it properly and you yeah. and it's stored in a certain way, and here's this, the one thing, but it tastes incredible. Instead, it was just stuff that you would normally have as one. So oysters, for example, mm. was one of the things where you're like, yeah, well, that's yeah. anywhere yeah. I go, that's what an oyster is. Yeah. And then you have it and go, well, that's not the best oyster I've had. <laughs> yeah, and they're, right. and they're like, yeah, but one ingredient, though. We're sticking to the rules. Yeah, uh, okay. And then everything was that. Everything was just smoked salmon. Might as well be out, out, out of a packet from Marks and So Texas. weird. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like smoked salmon, sure. But I thought this was going to be the best smoked salmon of my life. Yeah. But instead, you're just going, here's another raw thing. An apple. That was oh, one of them. fuck off. Here's, <laughs> Come on. It's so pretentious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was annoying. Yeah. <sighs> An apple. I'm angry. Yeah. yeah. No, really. You know, yeah. I remember going to this restaurant I had been to a few times, and it was, I'm not going to name it. Yeah. Uh, and really heralded amazing. You know, blah, blah, blah. I went and, and were with my kids when they were younger, and they came over, and the kids were, like, fucking starving, you know. And we go, like, can we... Um, Maybe some bread, just like a little bread, just to get, you know, because the kids are, they go, um, no, I'm sorry. Um, the chef does not like to serve bread for the meal because then you won't eat your meal properly. I was like, what is he, my mother? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, what? Okay, fine, all right. So, and then they were like, we have a little, we have a little appetizer coming. And we were like, okay. And little was really the right word <laughs> because... It came, they brought it out on a slate, which is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, you ran out of plates? Yeah. You just got the, from the roof, you just got like a tile. So they bring it out, and it was little radishes, little carrots, little cube, but tiny. Like, but almost like you're like, is that an experiment? Like, what is that? And the kids and the kids are like, I'm starving, I'm starving. I'm starving. And the, they bring this thing, and it's just these little tiny things. It was very beautiful. But, yeah. And I was like, so is that? That's it. And they were like, yes, yes, yes. And then they said, now, today, the chef, this is a vegetable-based day. Our mains are vegetables today. 
and he's treating carrots as though they were meat. And I was like, what? What was it? Was he milking them? <laughs> what is he doing? I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And they were like, so they brought out like a big fucking carrot, you know, like sliced and grilled or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And, you know, for $8,000, you know, we walked out of there starving, went home and made dinner. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was just course. so pretentious. Yeah. Ate all the bread you could. But you got I've, yeah. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. In a positive light, though, actually, it was very tasty. Yeah. Uh, I went to a, a restaurant, it was a vegan restaurant, and mm. they did carrot tartare, and they do it tableside with like an old school mincer. Oh, that's cool. So, like, they're doing the carrot through there. So they're treating yeah. carrots like meat, but it was a bit more fun. It was a bit more yeah, fun. That's, that's, play, like. that's yeah. playful. Yeah, it's playful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. See what you think about this, about the same restaurant as well. In the corner of the room yeah. is the toilet. And you walk in there. <laughs> is this the one ingredient place? Yeah, this yeah. is the one ingredient place. And you walk into the toilet, and there is a massive mirror that fills the wall. But it's only a mirror their side. So the diners are there. They've got a big mirror there. They can see their reflections. You in the toilet can see through to the whole of the di- of where people are eating. And and as someone who stands up to urinate, I felt like I was just getting it out in front of everyone. No. No way. That's so disconcerting. Yeah. 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 I don't think I could, um, if you had to poo. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't do it. No. Yeah. Oh. There's no one pooing. That, that. Is, the worst, that is just oh, weird. Yeah, poo. but they're weird people. No one's oh. shuffling out a one-ingredient poo in that place. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to poo off with that meal. Yeah, you no, not, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> But what's worse, though, is I bet there's people who go in there and go, oh, I like this. Yeah. yeah. There's people who enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Doing people yeah, who, yeah, but yeah. there are people who don't know food, right? When, when my friend Henry went in there for a week, uh, when he came out, I told them that, uh, when you went in there, they flipped a switch and everyone could see you. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone saw your dick. It was really, really fun for me to tell him that. That is insane, though. Yeah, yeah. It was a mad place. Also, he's a, he's a vegetarian but eats fish, and he told them before, because we, we said just, like, bring us out whatever, just whatever you would recommend, just bring it out. And he said, oh, but, I, you know, I'm a vegetarian, but I do eat fish. And they brought the oysters out, and he wasn't expecting that. And he was like, I've never had an oyster before. I was like, they're brilliant. They'll have one. And he, he literally, similar to you and the uh, the sausage earlier, mm. he went in, and then while still maintaining eye contact with me, he spat it back into the <laughs> shell. And I was like, thanks for that. That's like oh, the no. start of our meal. Yeah. yeah. And he left his oyster. So he left that there. I ate all the other oysters. And when they came to collect the plates, they went, no one's eating this oyster? And he went, oh, I, I, I don't uh, really like oysters. And she went, okay, well, um, just so you know, oysters count as fish. So next time, next time you might want to, not, not, not tell people you eat fish. What? And then walked away with it. He got properly told off. Oh man! Oh, my God, what an awful yeah. place! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hell. Yeah. Also, what, what, but the, the way that he kind of like consoled himself was that they seem very, you know, as they should be, very anti-waste there. Yeah. So I was like, if it's any consolation, Henry, I'm pretty sure she's gone into that kitchen and eating that oyster yeah. that you spat out. Yeah. So if if it makes you feel better, yeah. I think you just, uh, you know. <laughs> Did what we all worried that waitress, waitresses do to us. Yeah. yeah. But you reversed it. Yeah. And it's not even your fault. And he went for a piss and everyone saw his dick. Yeah. <laughs> so not oysters from that place. Not oysters no, from that no place, oysters but you would from, like oysters from Rockefeller oysters. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. A, couple of, a couple of Rockefellers. Because I, I was always quite, I was like weird about cooked oysters. Because yeah, like the raw is so nice. Right? I know. I know. 
But then I've had them recently where they've been amazing. Even on, we did our dream menus for our 100th episode. Yep. And I buy like these meal kits from a place called Decatur who do New Orleans boils and also oh, wow. yeah, all right. these oysters that you do, they send this amazing pecorino garlic butter that you put on them and then do them on the barbecue. Mm. And that is just the best. Oh. Yeah. And they're cooked just enough to ha still have a bite to them. Yeah, and right. the butter is just insane. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. But it's like even like a fried oyster, mm. you know. There's a place, I remember this place in Vancouver. I can't remember the name of it now, but I used to go all the time when I was working there. So much stuff shoots there. And I would just sit at the bar and they had these really cool things. They have them in Grand Central too in the oyster bar. So they have the big soup things that sit mm. on a bar. Do you know what I mean? And they heat the soup up in it. Right. Wow. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, and think, then they yeah. tip it like that and they wow. serve your soup from it. It's really cool. Like they're right in front of you. And so they have those and then they do raw oysters and then they do fried oysters. They were literally the best fried oysters I've ever had wow. in my life. Mm. Like you could not stop eating them. Do you, want, do you want those as well in your oyster starter? Kind of, yeah. 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 We'll yeah. Check, we'll can check I have that? Your oyster starter yeah, yeah, as well. Sure. Yeah, you can have a bunch of oysters. Thank you. I, I was on honeymoon uh, in May in California. We were driving Pacific Coast Highway right. and stopped at a couple of places. Congratulations. Just Thank you very much. Um, and had like a big bowl of just fried seafood mm. and oysters and clams mm. in there and just, and by the sea, it yeah. just feels, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like up in Maine in... Um, Again, I wrote about it in, 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 in the book. I'm really pushing this book. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Push uh, away. I, 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 my late wife, her, her mother and, and her husband lived up in um, Maine. And we would go up there in the summer and we would get mussels, like just from the shore. You could get, you know, just gazillions of them. And they were the most delicious mussels I've ever had, ever, ever. And you just, you know, you get them, you clean them eat them right there overlooking the water. It's like, oh, wow. He used to go get um, lobster just from a lobsterman nearby. We used to go out to an island, cook the lobster, and he cooked it so perfectly. He'd just take the seawater, cook it, put it in a pot, put over a fire that we built, and then put seaweed on top of the lobster, and then corn on top of that, and then seaweed. And then six minutes, seven minutes, done, and you're eating that with butter, on the shore of this island with like the beautiful main water it's it's always like a little actually the water's always freezing just like magnificent wow oh that's it oh Your man. Stomach like my that. stomach is was already going crazy <laughs> and i could as you were telling that story i could feel it just going like i'm about to make some crazy noises yeah, right yeah. now <laughs> what's, what, what's that lobster is that what that was is yeah People might think, you know, that's, a, that's the great Benito's getting some sound effects no. there for the podcast. Yeah. Gurgle. Oh, a good food description. I'll put a little stomach they gurgle in. They hire me at re a restaurant to be like a DJ. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Has everyone enjoyed the startup? <laughs> <laughs> Your dream main course. Again, su such a hard, there's so many things that I love. I want to say a pasta. Mm -hmm. I want to say a pasta. But I also kind of want to say veal milanese with chopped tomato and arugula and like a squeeze of lemon. Yeah. Like, it's basically a, a, a Wiener schnitzel, right? It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. But when it's made properly and it's really thin and the veal is really good, that is just one of the greatest things in the world. Wow. Or lasagna bolognese is probably maybe the most delicious pasta that's ever been made. Yeah. That's when it's made thing. properly. 
Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? I think we, you know, we ask people their favorite main course and their favorite foods on here, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, but lasagna is the best food. So we've just got to, we've, we've got to sort of, obviously everyone yeah. thinks that. Yeah. It is amazing lasagna. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to make, Yeah, but when it's made properly, mm. like my mom's lasagna bolognese is just one of the greatest things ever. And what it's, it, it takes a long time, obviously to get the sauce. Ready, yeah. You right? make the sauce, you, you're going to slow cook the sauce mm. and then you bechamel up. And ideally you're using two different kinds of pasta, you're using the spinach, pasta and then just a regular wheat pasta and you're cooking that pasta then layering it layer layer after layer after layer after layer after layer and then in the oven it's you know it's a substantial and people just devour it yeah, yeah. you know it's like eggplant parmigiana yeah you know oh you make it and then you're like it takes you fucking ever to make it you know you put it down and it's gone in like three minutes yeah my son made it a little while ago when he was at university he goes, Dad, I'm making eggplant. I was like, oh, great, fantastic, great. He called me the next day. He goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had no idea. I go, I know. I'm, I remember I told you. That's why I'd get so mad. I was like, God damn it, who ate it all? Yeah, <laughs> you've almost got to, every time you make that, make a little extra one. Yes. Just to keep to the side for, it's true, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You were showing me a photo of a schnitzel before... Stanley arrived. I was. Well, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was no schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> I, was you got me again. I was in Copenhagen yesterday. I was in oh Copenhagen God, this weekend. So right? so, <laughs> wow. I loved Copenhagen. Yeah. I was there for a half an hour once, but yeah, oh. I loved it. Yeah. It's, it, it is amazing. It's an amazing place. We were there for a wedding on Saturday mm -hmm. and then hung out there yesterday as well. And I had a fantastic schnitzel at a restaurant called Bar, but they do it with. It's like a, a brown butter sauce mm. with capers in it and then oh, put these mushrooms on and then uh, lingonberries on top as well. Oh. It's absolutely phenomenal. Oh. Although I was wearing a new shirt because I thought I'd dress up uh, and um, one of the lingonberries exploded. <laughs> oh, no. So that was a bit of a drama. Well, there's a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say anything. It's the classic Ed Gamble story. A Lincoln Berry exploded on his shirt. <laughs> oh, and no. I, and that upset me. In the <laughs> he was upset. And my wife too. had to go and tell me to how to get the stain out. <laughs> to Google it. But it was worth it. They bring you this little pan of brown butter with the... I think they're capers, but they're like quite like dried capers almost. Oh, and you, you put the brown butter, or they put the brown butter on for you and then leave you with the pan of butter, which is a mistake. Oh, because as yeah. soon as she turned her back, I was... Yeah, yeah. The pan oh, went over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, were amazing. they dehydrated capers? I think they might have I been dehydrated capers, yeah. yeah. But it was good. We were hungover as well, so it was great hangover food. Just, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Really good. And sometimes you get schnitzel or veal milanese, and it's too... Because they cook it in clarified butter, right? Mm. But it's just too, to me, too buttery. It's sometimes yeah. too thick, too bready, too buttery. When I do it, I try to do it. I don't use flour, which I think is probably a sin. But I only use breadcrumb, egg and breadcrumbs. Right. Have it pound it really super thin, and then do half olive oil and half clarified butter. So you you're still getting the butter taste, but yeah. it's it's a lighter. It's just lightening it's, it up it's a bit. lighter. It's lighter. I sort of feel the same about the way a lot of steak is cooked in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Like, just, they hit it with so much butter at the mm. end, especially the butter and the rosemary and the garlic and stuff. Right. When I do it at home, I'll just, I'll use oil, like use rapeseed oil or something. Yeah. It just, you still get the same char, but it's just, you're not just... Yeah. And you can eat the whole thing without feeling sick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. 
A little butter, but not, yeah. you don't need, yeah. The taste, don't. the taste is yeah. good, but you don't need it soaked. Yeah. What did they do in, so I watched a video the other day. Yeah. Oh, good, good for you. Uh, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, this is my version of your Guinness guy or whatever. There's a guy who goes to, he lives, lives in Disney World and goes to Disney World every day. Um, he lives in Disney World. Yeah, well, he lives in Florida, but like just on the outskirts of Disney World and spends every day in Disney World. And recently he went to New York for the first time and made a, a, a video of that. And he went to Peter Luger because he wanted to go to Peter. His, oh, yeah. his whole life he's wanted to go there. Yeah. So it's a video of him going to Peter Luger's and having this steak and absolutely having his mind blown by it. Cause everything that he eats anyway. I mean, this guy goes around Disney World eating food and it blows his <laughs> mind. And going, every time he eats some food, he goes, oh, wow. <laughs> Dad is phenomenal. So he always says that. Oh, oh wow. Dad is phenomenal. And About uh, Disneyland food. About Disney World food, yeah. He'll like eat a, eat a Mickey beignet and go, oh, wow. <laughs> Dad is phenomenal. So he loves it. And Obviously insane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. This is life. Um, he went to New York. Obviously, he went to Times Square because that was where the Disney shop is. Yeah. So he went there. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, but like he went to Peter Lucas and he, and he was like, I've been dreaming about this steak my entire life. And he loved it. But he said that they like broil it before they bring it out. Like they, they, they broil everything or something before they bring it out. They cook the steak and then yeah. they broil it and then they send it out. Does right. that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was saying that that's the secret there for all the Peter Lucas stuff. He said yeah. they do it. To, they broil the strudel as well. Can oh, you really? broil everything? Yeah, everything yeah. gets put through the broiler. That's what you guys call grill. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. In America, right. So. Well, that, that makes sense now. What did you think it was in your mind? Wait, when you I say thought it was putting it in a bain marie or something. I thought no. it was boiling it. No, no not <laughs> boiling. No. Well, they were. They were. They were. They were, they were zapping everything in, in boiling water. No, 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 no. Quick dip in boiling water. No, a broiler up. is what you call a grill. Oh, yeah. right. So it's the heat's coming. Intense yeah. heat's coming from above. Oh. And there are. A lot of steakhouses that do that. Yeah. They just go under like that. Yeah. And it actually can, if you know how to do it, like it makes an amazing, yeah. amazing steak. Well, he said it was the best steak of his life. He said he was going to be dreaming about that steak. For, really? Yeah. I never I never went to Peter Luger's. Me I don't neither. think I ever went there. You can't book. So is that, that, is that's that what it is? instantly a hurdle. Yeah. And you have... I think you have to pay in cash. It's like one of those proper old school places. And they're really mean to you. They're really right, mean to you. That's what I've heard. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. just horrible. I think if you're a vlogger and you're filming everything, they're nice to you by the right. looks of things. Because that oh, guy really? had ever been nice to him, but probably because he was documenting yeah, it. If you're taking yeah. a sip of the water and going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is phenomenal. <laughs> this guy's a like, sucker. Give, they were like, like, give him everything. <laughs> He's going to promote us. So, what of all those main courses, what are you settling on for the, the main? Is I it, would go, for, let's go for the lasagna bolognese. Mm. Made by your mother? Without question. Your dream side dish? I think, honestly, charred spinach or something like that. Mm -hmm. Really simple. Olive oil with a little bit of garlic. But the gar you cook it with the garlic, right? Uh -huh. And then you just salt it, drizzle olive oil, and a squeeze of lemon. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Now, when Stanley said boiled there, James. I yes. meant boiled. He meant Under boiled. The yeah. no, 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 no. Under no, the grill. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. You just take... <laughs> yeah. Stupidly simple, but yeah. It's all you need sometimes, especially yeah. if there's like a lasagna floating around. Yeah, like you've sure. got. You've, oh. It's a popular side. The, actually, not probably the first shout out for chard we've had. Yeah. But the spinach... And garlic and uh, yeah, that, that, nice. that's the popular side to, yeah. on, on the on the pot. Yeah, and, and it goes with the because if you have lasagna bolognese, you're not gonna 
You're not really going to have a side dish. No. Because it is... It, it has everything. everything in it. It's got everything right? in it. So you don't yeah. really have one. But if you have one, it should be a like a leafy green vegetable. Has that been something that like you've got into more uh, as an adult? Because I don't ever see... I mean, I, I mean, if I saw a kid and their side dish of choice was uh, some spinach with garlic, I'd be like, this is a sophisticated kid. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as, uh, as, as you get older, it, it, it changes. Yeah. I remember my kids not eating any of that stuff and now in their in their 20s and they you know they do like they love all that yeah stuff is that a fun thing because like i don't have kids mm-hmm. i don't plan on having kids mm-hmm. but i think that must be a pretty fun part of being a parent is like uh food with, with you know and like getting them into different things as they're growing up introducing them to new dishes that must be quite nice it is nice it's it's hard when they're like the age that my little ones are now Seven, seven and a half, four and a half, you know, every day. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get, you know. Okay, you want some sausages for dinner? I don't like sausages. And you're like, I want what do you mean you don't like them? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like sausages. No, I don't. You're like, yesterday he ate, like, two days ago, he ate like 50 of them. You know, it's like it's ever-changing. Like, you just yeah. never know what's going to happen. So you're constantly having those arguments. Two more bites, one more bite. One more, no, big bite. Big bite. Yeah. Big bite. That's not a big bite. Why is it on the floor now? You know, it's that. Yeah, yeah. So it is really hard. But then once they start to really love something, then it starts to open their minds. And as they get older, now I love watching my older kids eat. My son, Nico, is going to go to culinary school. Wow. He is going to culinary school now after graduating with a degree in politics. So I'm, I'm really excited. He's a oh, really amazing. great yeah. natural the cook has has always had a sophisticated palate. Ate an oyster when he was two. Wow! I know that's when you know. Which I think is illegal, but I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> he eating olives as well at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 of, of all of them has the most sophisticated palate. Wow! You I think you can tell crazy. early, can't you? Yeah. When yeah. someone's going to be adventurous with food. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah I, I remember being like that as a kid. Yes. Yeah. You were adventurous. Very adventurous. Yes. Yeah. I think it was also because I didn't like to be seen as being difficult or... Right. Or I well, that's proved. changed. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's gone. It's oh, gone. It I've definitely regressed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I, I wanted to be, like, more grown-up than the other kids. And yeah, especially yeah. if adults are always a bit like, oh, you won't like that. That's a, quite a grown-up taste. We're like, no, I will have that. <laughs> that's good. Spinach was the only one they had to trick me to eat by saying it was like Popeye. Sp- yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Popeye eats that. He's strong. Yep. They'll be like... I know. Straight in. That's why you got into pipes as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> Speaking out the side of my mouth. Of all of my friends, Ed is the one that if someone said to me, you can hang out with any of your mates as a kid, yeah. I would choose Ed. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'd stay the same age as I am now. Yeah. Right. But hang out with Ed when he was a when little boy. When he was boy, a kid, yeah. yeah. I think that would be a really fun day yeah. for me. Yeah. I would yeah. enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, That's nice. All of my mates. That's nice. It's a pretty creepy hypothetical scenario, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. But... Well, I'm going to ask you the question. Yes. Out of all of your friends, mm. if you could spend the day with one of them and they, you say the same age and they're five, who would you pick out of all of your mates? <laughs> I don't know. That's really a funny question. And it is such a weird question. Um, <laughs> probably... Probably my friend um, Steve Buscemi. Oh uh, yeah, I would, I would love to just see what he would look like. Yeah. I think he would look exactly, the, he same. Would look exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. Also, he could say his catchphrase, um, "How do you do, fellow kids?" And that would actually be true. <laughs> Have you seen that meme? 
No. That's a huge meme. Yeah, it's a meme of him in in, in the 30 film. Rock. No, it's in 30 Rock. In 30 Rock. And he's uh, dressed as a teenager with a skateboard and says, how, how do you do, fellow kids? Because he's, oh, well. playing, he's playing a, um, a private investigator and goes undercover in, in a school. <laughs> yeah, he's just got a skateboard. Yeah. Oh, so you can actually say that as a five-year-old. Yeah, how you doing, yeah, fellow you kids? Could, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see him as a five-year-old. Yeah. It'd be funny. It'd be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I mean, just so, so many of his characters, which I'd like, I'd like to see a five-year-old play. That's what I'd like to If it was him, yeah. I'd like him to, right now you have to do your character in Fargo, but you, you're five. And yeah, it, he, over that would be funny. Yeah. And just really disturbing. Yeah. Conair would be a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he is one of the he's one of the funniest guys yeah. ever, ever. He's so funny. Is he a good like food friend as well? Do you go and eat together? Yeah, we used to go out well because now I, I live here. He's he's in New York, and yeah, we used to go all the time and eat together. And we'd visit them in Brooklyn, or they'd come up to our house, and we'd have weekends and stuff like that. We go to our friend Aiden, Aiden Quinn and his wife Lizzie. We were the the six of us. My late wife, Steve, my wife. This is a terrible conversation, but my wife, first wife, died. Steve's wife died uh, a number of years ago. And the six of us were really all very close. We spent 13 New Year's Eves together. Oh, wow. You know, and we were always cooking and eating and just having the best time. That's anyway, cool. that was, I think, killed that story, didn't I? So, <laughs> no, it's nice. It's well, I, I was about to say that my friend named their cat after Steve Buscemi. Really? Yeah. Is it called Steve Buscemi? No, just Buscemi. Just Buscemi. Right, but yeah. we That's know, the half that you want to pick to name it after. We didn't know how to pronounce it, so it's just called Buscemi for the whole time we said it yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that cat has also died. So, oh, I, Jesus. I, no, 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 I'm bringing the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who, who named an actor, boy, he's such a wonderful actor, and Bruce Greenwood, and he told me a long time ago, he goes, look, we named, we named our dog after you. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, Stanley? He goes, no. Stanley Tucci is the name of the dog. That's great. Full name. That's what you want. You always got to imagine when you name a dog uh, what it's going to sound like when you call it across a park or something. I know. Yeah. And Stan it goes, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Is that how you met? It's because he shouted that and you were like, yes? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah. you. <laughs> For the listener, the great Benito has just said that his... Uh, his friend has a cat named Stanley Tucci, and he is finding oh, I'm a very photo flattered. on his phone. <laughs> this is the Stanley Tucci, the cat. All right, that cat looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that's a scary looking cat. Yeah, that is a scary looking cat. I just caught a glimpse of I that. I mean, cute. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. better. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yeah, no, lovely. Thank you. Oh, Tell him thank you. It is flattering, I guess, but also I would be asking myself why. Why? Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 At no point when you walked in here today did I think, he's got the air of a domestic pet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we move on to your dream drink. I think at the beginning, you'd have a martini, mm -hmm. right? A vodka martini or a gin martini, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. What's your preference? I, I go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. But with the meal, I think you would have, like, a really nice, not tanning. That's just my preference. Soft red, Italian. Are we going Italian? It could be Italian. Could be French. Whatever. Do you as long have, as it's good. <laughs> do you have a, a sort of a wine that you've had in the past that really stuck out as truly one of the great bottles or one of the great drinking? Well, I think Tignanello is an amazing. Mm. It's an amazing wine. It has more tannins than than I, I just can't because of the radiation treatments. I can't anything tanniny. I can't 
drink, which is kind of, kind of irritating. Because it's changed the taste or because it it's, interacts in a weird it, way? It interacts with your mouth in a, in a different way because your mouth oh, wow. has been so compromised. Yeah. And you don't, I don't have enough saliva to, you can tell even I keep sipping water and I keep, if the lack of saliva, it must do something with tannins. It yeah. helps you, mm-hmm. you know, swallow them. But for me, if, if it has very tanniny, it's like someone has taken like a cloth and just right, wiping your tongue with it. Right, you know, yeah. like, you're like, ah. It's painful. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It it's almost hurts sometimes. Mm. Whereas if it's a really soft red, like a Pinot Noir or something like that, it's like, great, that's fine. But there's a wonderful wine called um, Villa Sparina that we had at our, our wedding. It's a white white wine. And it's a place that we actually went to and stayed this really beautiful vineyard. And they have this hotel. And oh, it's just, just gorgeous in Piemonte. That white wine, not really crazy expensive or anything, but absolutely delicious mm. well maybe we could have these drinks at different parts of the meal then if you want I like the that idea martini at the start i would do the martini at, at the start and then i would have a glass of the white and then i would have a glass of the red <laughs> oh yeah a glass of the white with the oysters yeah definitely yeah, you've got to do that nice, and yeah. then the red with the with yeah. the lasagna yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect yeah. yeah you've got to do that would you raise a toast are you, are you a toast giver when you have a glass of wine would you raise yeah a toast? yeah yeah uh, what would you toast to? <laughs> this is a new question that James has decided to ask. Oh, today. really? Oh, all right. Um, um, what would I anyone... toast to? A happy long life to yeah. uh, to everybody. You know. Yeah. I think you know after telling the story about my wife and everything and you know friends and you know it's just after I think when you start when you get to my age too you're like I know I'm not ancient I'm you know I'll be 62 but you're like you start losing people mm-hmm. and people start getting people start falling apart basically <laughs> so. All you want is for the people that you love to be around. Well, that's, a that's a lovely toast. toast. Yeah. See, I oh, think this is a good thanks. new question. Right, that's why it's out well that time, a good James. question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because every time someone orders wine, <laughs> I can ask them if they'd raise a toast and yeah. what to. I think it's a nice question. But Stanley's very thoughtful. We don't normally have such a thoughtful uh, guest on, you know. We <laughs> sure. have a lot of comedians on who just uh, like, toast like, oh, to dicks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Gonna, well, I was going to say that too. Most of them, most people have toasted a dick so far. Yeah. Right, right. It's either dicks or long life for everyone. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. My a friend and I, uh, we, I saw him last night, actually. We, we now have a joke. We'll just pick up a glass and go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we arrive at your dream dessert. Now, before we started recording, you did start saying to Ed that you don't really like sweet things very much. And that started scaring me. I'm a big dessert boy. Yeah, right. So I'm a little bit worried, but also I'm not too worried because, you know, I know you're a massive fan of food. You love food. I would imagine there is a dessert yeah. that is sweet that would be... You, you there are think. definitely... Yeah. Yeah. Blueberry pie. Oh, yes. Mm. I love blueberry pie. Like yeah. with blueberries from like the East Coast of, of the US, mm. like Maine. I love that. Or apple. Apple pie. Mm-hmm delicious i think blueberry pie and like cherry pie like stuff like mm. that we because apple pie we do a lot in the in the yeah. uk yeah. yeah 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 but stuff like blueberry, we don't get as many blueberry pies cherry pies you can get a bit but like it's not the way it's done in the states so the, when we're over there yeah i think we talked on pod before about when we walked ages in new york to get a cherry pie just following your google maps for ages and then the place was shut yeah but like that's how <laughs> so much... i was in a bad mood that day standing as soon as we thought that's cruel that's what we want we just wanted to like yeah. a, a blueberry pie is um that sounds pretty delicious because also the whole pie we don't have as much of a like a sweet pie culture no, here you're a savory pie yeah, yeah. so it's really 
the idea of blueberry pie and cherry pie is presented to us through like American films yeah. and yeah, shows. Right, so we, right. it's such an American thing to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Which exciting. is weird because, I mean, you have incredible fruit here mm. in the UK. I mean, you have an excess of it now because, number one, there aren't enough people to pick it. Number two, it's like I just heard recently, there was a friend of mine who has a company that does, um, they call it rescue fruit. Uh-huh. So the fruit that sort of brews or looks a little funny. Yeah, is weird looking to, fruit. Yeah, they take it and they make like fruit balls out of it and things for kids and jams oh. and all this really great stuff. But somebody came to them. This guy was a huge fruit grower and seller. Came to them. He said, I have 200 tons of blueberries that I can't get rid of. Wow. And the supermarkets were like, we can't take it. We don't have it. And he's like, can you take it and put it in your freezers? They, they said, we don't have the capacity. They threw it out. Oh, man. Oh, Can you imagine? Isn't it? Yeah. There was just an article, too, about something like that, that that these people are just throwing this stuff away because there aren't enough pickers. Yeah. Because after Brexit, people stop. They're yeah. like, fuck it. I'm not, you know, yeah. what's the point? Man, I wish all those blueberries had gone into a pie. Can you yeah. imagine? Huge I know, because you, you have amazing fruit here. Yeah. yeah. But you do have incredible savory pies. I mean, a pasty, in a sense, being sure. like yeah. that. I had one the other day. Yeah. Just like the greatest yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of being an open spot to, as a comedian to just start in comedy, the pasties, because I'd get the train to uh, to London from Kettering, where I'm from, and then... From where I, where are you from? Kettering in Northamptonshire, little market town in okay. the East Midlands. Okay. Uh, about an hour on the train into King's Cross, get there, do the gig, not have any time to eat anything, and just before I got onto the train, just get a pasty from the, from the place and then immediately sit down and burn my mouth. <laughs> they stay so hot. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. I yeah. know, I know. Because you're so hungry too. You want to get at it. Yeah. 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 I really wanted to get at it. And I'll try a different one each time to give myself mm. a little, oh, I'm trying this one this time. Mm. Beef and Stilton one was my favourite. Oh, oh, Beef, beef and Stilton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's so good. Mm. I had to try and um, sort of slow myself down with them by just eating a bit around the edge because that's always not as hot. Yeah. Yes, it's and true. Just just wait and maybe bite a little hole in the end to try and get some air into little, the pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it's party time. Yeah, we stopped the other day and the I went down to Cornwall and just on the way back. Yeah. Just stopped. Oh. You know, at a like a rest stop, you know, whatever you call it. Yeah. What do you call them? So, like a like a service, a service thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's always that that yeah. company, the Cornish Pasty Company, or whatever it is, Cornwall, whatever it is. So good. Yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. Classic pasty. Um, every, every, like every food culture, I think a lot of certainly Western food cultures all have a version of mm-hmm. meat uh, in pastry. Absolutely, like little hand pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were at a wedding on uh, the weekend, and the the bride is English, but her family, uh, one half of her family is Italian, and the groom is Argentinian. And it was in Copenhagen, so it was just like a, a mad guest list, wow. and all of the food was a huge sort of mix of everything. Right. So when we were all dancing, like the cheese got cut there's an incredible cheese platter and then mm. and then they just brought out empanadas about an hour later love so it. I was just dancing with two like two empanadas in my yeah. hands right? <laughs> just absolutely having the best shirt night. covered in berry yeah, juice yeah <laughs> what are you putting on the uh pie are you having ice cream with it cream or are you just having it on its own the blue i'd have it on its own but maybe like a dollop of vanilla ice cream mm. Mm. proper oh, yeah. vanilla bean ice cream yeah 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 yeah, yeah and that's okay. good you get that hot and the cold yeah. Mixing together. Yeah. Delicious. Right. Well, I'm going to read your menu back to you now. All right. And see how you feel about it. All right. Um, you would like sparkling water, mm-hmm. San Pellegrino, to be yep, precise. Without a question. Also, a martini with that uh, yes. before the meal begins. Yes. Uh, focaccia and 
I'm going to try and say... I mean, it, it looks like Benito's written sciatica, but I'm no, pretty no. sure that you <laughs> don't want You'd that. like sciatica? Skiachata. Skiachata? Yes, good. Quite close to oil sciatica, I guess. And lots of salt. Yes. Starter, you would like oysters, plain and Rockefeller, with the deep-fried Vancouver oysters as well, mm-hmm. and the Villa Spirina white wine. Mm-hmm. Main course, mother's lasagna bolognese with soft red wine. Mm-hmm. Side dish of chard and spinach with garlic, olive oil, salt and lemon. The drink is also the red wine there. Yeah. And dessert, blueberry pie with a dollop of vanilla ice cream. Mm. That sounds very good, Stan. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Yeah, got to be right. Very nicely described, too. Thank you very much. Well, you know, that's that's all Benito's doing. He writes it down as the episode's going along. I think that's (laughs) that's Benito's doing, I said. And it is what you do. Yeah. You do that, and you find pictures of cats that are named after the guests. (laughs) Yes. That that, that they're your two jobs. Yeah. You say that. You show that picture to every guest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You go, this is named after you. And they all go. Oh, look at my friend's cat. It's named... Yo, <laughs> that is a good name for a cat as well. <laughs> Stanley, thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Thank, thank you, guys. It's thank really you. been fun. Thank you. What a wonderful way to end the series, James. Delicious. A delicious menu and a wonderful man. So true. Such, Such a, a nice, nice conversation. Such a nice conversation. Such a nice chat. With the brilliant Stanley Tucci. Don't forget, it's Christmas coming up. Why not buy Stanley's new book? Well, it's new in paperback. Taste My Life in Food. It's out now. It's good for presents or a little present to yourself. And make sure you get an iPlayer and watch Inside Man as well. You got it. I mean, you've got to watch loads of TV over the Christmas season, ain't you? It's perfect. It's perfect. In, in it. <laughs> Last episode of the series, we didn't ha- we didn't chuck Stanley out. We didn't say Dragon Soup. Thank no. you. Sorry, Morgana. Sorry, Morgana. No chuck outs this uh, this season. No chuck outs at all. Still, the only person we've chucked out is a Jade Adams on Strictly and straight uh, into the Strictly. Oh, no, not on Strictly. Jade Adams, who's currently on Strictly. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We chucked her straight into a. Well, she's currently on Strictly as of time of record. This is like as of time of recording. There's been two episodes of Strictly have gone out. And Jade is still in it. Strictly might be over. Uh, This is the final episode of this series. So I think, safe to say, Jade has been voted off. (laughs) By now. Probably hit the dance floor. Chose to do a dance involving hundreds and thousands. Yeah. Immediately got kicked out. Yeah. At the end, she spins round. Does a big spin at the end. And loads of hundreds and thousands fly out of her dress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she, that, that's what I just saw her do a dance recently on it where it's based on flash dance and she sits on the chair at the end and yeah. pulls this thing and loads of glitter falls on her how good it would have been oh my god it was loads of hundreds and thousands Jane Bagger hundreds and thousands straight in her face how baffled would most people be <laughs> like, why was there hundreds and thousands at the end because she loves them you know I think a lot of the time uh, end of series chat you know it goes on for longer than than needs be People don't want to let let go of the series. Well, look, they didn't. They needn't worry because, of course, we always do Christmas specials, and yep. this year will be no different. We've got two very exciting Christmas specials coming up for you, yes. and also maybe another little surprise. Yeah, maybe, maybe. another little surprise, and we will see some of you on December twentieth at the Royal Festival Hall. That's all sold out now. So apologies if you couldn't get tickets, uh, but I'm sure we'll do more live stuff in the future. Yes, hopefully we will be able to. Yes. Um they're great fun and we would like to see more of you. Yes. But we will not come outside of London unless it's Canada. Yes, only Canada. Only London and Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> the only two places we'll ever be. Lonmo. Lonmo, that's, that's what it says on our Twitter. <laughs> 
want to know lo- location yeah Lon-mo. location Longmo 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 uh, thank you very much for listening to this series of Off Menu keep on chomping and we will see you very soon keep on stomping keep on chomping Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a, uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't I don't know. There's well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But, yeah, again, no pressure. But, um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. <laughs>